Welcome back to our podcast, Chronically Iconic Mistakes. I'm your host, Jocelyn. And your co-host, Raya. You might think that the strangers who slide into your DMs on Instagram are harmless, but the recent murders in Idaho show us that not all DMs from men are just trying to get lucky. In fact, they can be a precursor to something truly horrific. Yeah, I definitely, I'm not good with Instagram, but like, I don't know, just don't talk to people you don't know. I don't even like look at my DMs on Instagram because it's literally just like probably dick pics and thirsty dudes. Also, Instagram is just like, I don't understand it. I'm like too old. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie like I can I do Instagram yes do I understand what's so appealing no yeah I just don't get it Mm -hmm. it's like okay cool I'm just looking at a ton of photos I don't know in the case of the University of Idaho murders an Instagram DM in October of 2022 was one of the few signs that a group of friends were being stalked without ever having known it was happening until it was too late I know this is like breaking news so I don't want to make a lot of jokes but I feel like this is like every movie ever about online stuff. It kind of is. And I mean, like the messages were totally harmless. Like it was just him being like, hello, hello, basically like over and over again. And like she never replied. So like every thirsty dude in America ever? Yeah, like (laughs) I would literally never think that that was a problem. I totally would have ignored him and like, yeah, that's fucking Instagram, yo. Yeah, I don't like that. On November 12th of 2022, a group of four friends who were attending the University of Idaho spent their Saturday night the way most college students would, partying. Before the group split into two and went to the separate events, they took what would be their last group photo together. The four students shuffled in close to one another, their smiles signaling that the air was full of laughter, completely unaware that the image they would share on Instagram would help investigators piece together their final days. Is that like the picture we're seeing everywhere? Yeah, I don't even know if there's any other like group photos I've seen of them besides that like one. No, they're just, they took one and they're running with it. Yeah, which I mean, I guess is fair. Like, it's so dark to think that you can, like, take your last selfie with people. <laughs> I don't know why. It yeah. just is, like, modern horror story. Like, if I have, like, a crisis every time I think like that, <laughs> I'm just like, last picture. Like, remember our last walk together before you moved? <laughs> I think about that all the time. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> it's not quite the same, but, like, vibes, you know? Yeah, but I don't know. (laughs) After their selfie, the four broke off into groups of two. The couple of the group, Ethan Chapin. Is it Chapin? Chapin, I think. Okay, it just felt really wrong. The couple of the group, Ethan Chapin and Zanna Kernoodle, went to Sorority went to a sorority party at the Sigma Chi House, while friends Madison Mogan and Kaylee Goncalves... Holy shit. Goncalves. I think Goncalves. Really? We're really... We're trying our best. It feels really wrong, but you guys know I'm, like, not good at pronouncing stuff, so, like, I'm so sorry. They spent their time at the Corner Club... All right, I am sick this episode, guys. I'm gonna sound bad. I'm so sorry. If Morbid can do it sick, I can too. While friends Madison Mogan and Kaylee Goncalves spent their time at the Corner Club in downtown Moscow, Idaho, I imagine they danced their night away, enjoying their final late night out together. By 1.41 a.m., now Sunday, November 13th, 
Madison and Kaylee were captured in a Twitch stream waiting in line at a food truck called the Grub Truck, where they made memories over Carbonara before taking a designated driver service for sororities and they like took them home. Now I will say I find it like what is going on with Twitch because I had no idea they were doing streams of like food truck lines. Okay, so like is I thought Madison and Kaylee were just like streaming while they were waiting in the line, but no. Okay, that's what I was curious. Like it sounds like it looks like they were just standing in line like when I looked at it though. And I was just like, what is that? <laughs> you know, everyone needs to make money. <laughs> I support your and Yeah, you're not wrong. Like honestly, if that's working for you, like work okay, it. Well, okay, that's our new goal is to stream we're just gonna twitch stream like fucking food truck lines or us making dinner i don't know that's kind of weird you know what fuck it and if if our podcast fails that's what we'll do we'll just be like out there making dinner (laughs) (laughs) sounds really dumb i might need a new business plan (laughs) well i feel like a food truck is not the best idea ever either but you know yeah like i really don't i don't understand what's going on there but like i'm sure there's a point to it that i just like haven't seen them before i don't know so they did arrive at about 156 um arriving shortly after madison and kaylee who arrived home at about like 145 there were also two more roommates that were in the home bethany funk and dylan mortensen i was unable to find information on like what they spent their night doing though. That night, Ethan decided to stay the night with his girlfriend, Zanna. However, after the long night, some of the group settled in for the night while others were like still going on until the wee hours of the morning. We know this because there was a DoorDash order for Kaylee delivered at approximately like 4 a.m. And by 4.12 a.m., Bethany heard somebody say, there's someone here. But I mean, she couldn't like differentiate if it was Kaylee who had said it or was one of like the TikTok videos she was watching as she enjoyed her food. Interesting. So this is basically just like a normal college everyday thing. I mean, eating that food. Yeah, totally. I mean, like I literally just sit around and watch TikToks and I would totally get DoorDash if I could. At 4 a.m. I feel that. Fuck yeah. Bethany thought the comment was strange, so she actually quietly peeked out of her bedroom. But when she didn't see anything (laughs) suspicious, suspicious, she retreated back to her room before she decided to open her door a second time. This time, she could swear she heard the faintest crying coming from Zanna's room before she heard a man's voice coming from the room as well. The strange man said, It's okay. I'm going to help you. At one point, a man that she did not recognize walked past like the glass door of the house and he was wearing all black clothes and a mask. She recalls the man had bushy eyebrows and was very lean but not muscular. The girl froze in sheer terror. She did not recognize the suspicious man in their home. Was he an intruder or just a friend of one of her roommates? Despite her suspicions, Bethany actually went back to bed. By 4.17 a.m., the security camera that was in the home picked up barking dogs and a whimpering noise before a loud thud. That is so terrifying. Like, I don't know what I would do in that situation. I definitely wouldn't go back to bed, but Bethany, you do you. It's so hard. (laughs) (laughs) That was kind of savage. It's, like, really hard to think about, though, because, like, we're not college students. First off, I'm, like, 30, and I'm, like, hyper aware of this stuff because, like, I have my CPL and they, like, taught you to do that. But I can't, like, if I was, like, a college student and there were, like, people coming and going out of the house like all the time like I don't even know how much I would question it yeah that would probably be normal yeah like on one hand I'm like bro why didn't you (laughs) 
I don't know, like investigate or call. At the same time, though, her not investigating probably saved her life. True. Okay, I'm not gonna judge you, Bethany. Yeah, because they teach you like in like my CPL class, they're like, if you have an intruder, you stay where you're at. You don't like go find them because you're more likely to die. For sure. No, like I wouldn't have just. Yeah, like- I wish she would have been like, this is sus though. But I know she probably wishes it too, so there's no reason to blame her for it. Knowing me and who I am now, I would have shit my pants <laughs> and like not went back to bed for the rest of my life. Like, dude, same. Like my fucking Roomba makes a noise sometimes, and I'm like convinced I'm gonna die from an intruder. <laughs> right? My cats. Like, I don't know why I have so many animals because I'm like, we're fucking gonna die. Yes. But, like, again, you know, if you don't have that experience, and it's a totally different mindset. Like, when I lived with, like, there was a time I lived with, like, fucking 10 roommates, dude, and I probably totally wouldn't have questioned it. I would have been, like, those weird-ass motherfuckers doing weird shit again. Like, whatever. Yeah, so disclaimer, Bethany, I'm sorry you went through this. So, you know, going into this, though, I think it's important, like, after we know that, like, 911 wasn't called until, like, 11.58 in the morning, it's, like, really important to remember that everybody that was in the home was cleared as a suspect like right away so there was there's no reason to think that like bethany like had anything to do with it since there was suspicions you know there's too many names in this shit it does get a little confusing so by 11:58 a.m either bethany or dylan came across an unconscious roommate they thought perhaps they had passed out from like drinking having no idea that four of their roommates were brutally stabbed to death while they peacefully slept that night oh fuck can you imagine like waking up and you're like oh this stupid ass like passed out from drinking too much but like all your roommates are dead (laughs) the way you said that was horrible (laughs) like can you imagine that you're like oh man this is fine and then it's not fine it is not it's really not fine that's just like fuck this guy whoever fucking did this like that's so scary especially they're like collisions bro i know and that's like so crazy to me like i don't know i guess when you think about it like they're kind of easy targets though because like they're less experienced i'm not saying college kids are dumb by any means it's just that like i said earlier like you're in a different part of your life you're more likely to be okay with people just like walking into your home you know yeah so i guess it makes sense but it's just like really sad yeah i fucking hate this i know it only gets worse bro It only gets worse. Oh, thanks. After discovering the bodies, the police got right to work investigating what had happened. They were able to find a video of a car that drove by home by the home three separate times before staying in the area at 4.04 a.m. The vehicle was a white Hyundai Elantra, and the official autopsy report showed that the four victims were likely asleep when they were attacked. But some did have wounds that showed like an attempt to defend themselves, and none of the victims showed signs of sexual assault well that's good i i guess at least yeah i mean like it's still terrible but i always feel like some relief when there's no signs of sexual assault because i don't know it just feels so much worse you can't trust people in white hyundai's 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 yeah then <laughs> hyundai on november 21st ethan's memorial service was held ethan was actually a triplet and i can only imagine that his brother and sister are missing a piece to the strong bond that triplets tend to have at birth during his memorial service his mother said he was one of the most incredible people you'll ever know his obituary reinforced that fact by saying he was always smiling and was a friend to everyone on november 28th we still didn't have many details and kaylee's father was quoted saying he was feeling a little defeated 
heated and frustrated by the lack of transparency from the police. But he did trust that law enforcement were doing their best and would update them soon on the investigation. Which is fair, it did take a while for details to be released. And this is likely because TikTok went absolutely wild, just like they did with Gabby Petito. And this time it wasn't really in a capacity that was helpful. Yeah, I mean, this time I basically skipped all of that because I feel like it's not as helpful. With Gabby Petito, it was kind of like they we all knew who we were looking for. So like any sighting is still like a tip. But in this case, we really don't have any way to, to help with the investigation, in my opinion. Yeah. On November 29th, the Moscow police issued a notice pleading for authorities in the community to watch for a white Elantra in hopes they could piece together who was caused, excuse me, who was casing the home prior to the attack. The Washington State University police searched any vehicle that matched the description. How many Elantras do you think they have? Like, is that, I don't feel like that's a very common car but maybe it's it is dude listen i couldn't tell you what a car even is like if you gave (laughs) me a make and model like i would be the worst witness i'd be like i don't know it's a fucking car do you remember what color fuck if i know i would know the color and then they'd be like what type like who fucking knows that bro like i don't know it's got four wheels and it drives places it was dark it was small like get your shit together (laughs) like what do you want from me i'm not a fucking car scientist okay (laughs) those guys who fucking it's so weird like because i work with all guys basically no i don't that's a lie but i have a lot of guys in my area and they're always like how many gas or how many miles does your car get how many gas how many miles (laughs) does your car get like i don't fucking know like 30 and they're like oh that's really good i'm like is it? I don't know. Like, like, I don't know how cars even work. I don't even know what a car looks like. Yeah, what the fuck? They're like, well, why'd you get it? Because it was pretty? And because I liked it? Duh. <laughs> God, it's so frustrating. It is pretty bad. Like, hopefully I, uh, neither of us are ever in a situation where we need to be a witness because I feel like we will be the worst. <laughs> Maybe we should try harder. I mean, uh, fingers crossed there's like a camera like there was for this for them to like find that. I guess you could just like show me a bunch of pictures of the cars maybe <laughs> like is this the car you saw like a lineup of cars <laughs> on november 30th the students of the university of idaho gathered as a community to grieve the loss of four students who were no longer with them they held a very tearful candlelight vigil Ethan's mother was at the vigil and was quoted saying, We are eternally grateful that we spend so much time with him. That's the most important message that we have for you and your families. Make sure that you spend as much time as possible as much time as possible with those people because time is precious and it's something you cannot get back. Seemed like they had really nice families. I know, I was just thinking, like, goddamn, my parents would be like making it about them, man. Your parents wouldn't even know you were dead. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they probably wouldn't notice for about a year. Yeah, so... Madison's father, Ben Mogan, was quoted saying his only child was such a hard worker who was nice to everybody, smart and funny and beautiful. Kaylee's father, Steve Goncalves, was quoted saying that Kaylee and Madison were inseparable since sixth grade and died together in the same room in the same bed. Stop, I'm gonna Which, cry. Like, bestie goals, okay? No. <laughs> Sad, but... <laughs> no? You're not gonna go out with me? 
Well, no, because you're going to be a fucking fighter and I fucking hate it. So I'm going to die and you're going to be alive. Honestly, I might save us both. Like, give me some credit, damn. I'm not a very, like accurate shot when shit's going down though so we're probably both toast well i guess that's bestie goals then yeah like fight together die together okay that's all i'm saying that's what they mean when they say ride or die holy shit it is on december 7th the police finally had a solid lead and announced that they were trying to reach out to a driver of a 2011 to 2013 hyundai elantra that happened to be in the immediate area of the crime on november 13th begging the community to come forward with anything they may have known and providing a tip line to contact with that information. The piece of shit couldn't even have a new Hyundai Elantra. Okay, and like the gap is so big, like 2011 to 2013. This is why we can't recognize cars. Like, come on. They're too similar. Yeah, because you would think like they'd all be different. I don't fucking know. There's too many cars in the world. Like stop making a new car every year. Just make it new when it like looks different. Okay, I'm not asking for much. This is now a car slander podcast. (laughs) It kind of is. Our bad. Like, I don't know why we're so focused on the car. (laughs) A month passed before there was more movement on the case. And I mean, I imagine this was like the slowest moving month of the victim's family's lives. December 15th, when a man named Koberger and his father were stopped twice for a traffic violation. And you guessed it, they were road tripping it in a white Hyundai Elantra. The traffic violations in question were speeding and following a car too closely, which had to be pretty close because I have never heard of somebody managing to get pulled over for that. Like, more people definitely should. You tell them. Yeah, I will. I hate it. There was no reason for the police to believe that this particular car was involved in the crime at this time, and the two were allowed to continue their road trip back to the family home in Pennsylvania. However, this traffic violation did stick with the officers when suspicions changed. I don't know. I'd probably get rid of my car and get a different one. If- Can you imagine, like, your trash car? being the thing that got you yeah why would you commit a crime in your vehicle dude real talk like if you're gonna do crazy shit have a crazy plan to get out of there like i'm never the difference is i'm never gonna do any of this shit (laughs) take a bike take a fucking bike hell yeah steal a steal a fucking car steal a bike i don't know just not yours and then like leave the country immediately you stupid fucks and again we are not giving you ideas Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm glad these people are fucking stupid, and I'm never gonna commit a crime, so we're good. I have way too much anxiety for that shit. Like, you do not have to worry about me. Yeah, so it's just, I don't know, it's stupid as fuck. Just don't Yeah, but do it's it. just like, yeah, exactly. It's so dumb. Like, and obviously, I don't know if this was even, it had to have been planned. It was definitely planned, but it just wasn't planned well, I guess. On December 27th, the DNA was found on the sheath of a knife that had been left at the scene of the crime. The previous traffic stop was still fresh in investigators' minds. Officers were able to take DNA from the trash of Koberger's parents' family home and determined that the DNA on the trash was the father of the DNA on the knife's sheath, which is, like, wild. Is that even legal? Like, what did they just go in the trash outside? Fun fact, um... And I actually learned this from, like, stupid shows, and it's real. Um, Technically, when you put your trash out, it's now, like, in the public. Like, you can take it from, like, the trash bin outside. Oh, nice. So, I mean, if you're ever committing crimes, like, I guess just don't throw your trash away. I feel like that's not black and white, though. Like, how are you going to prove that it was outside 
in my trash can. Yeah, no, it is kind of a gray area. Like, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't know how that works for like court cases because we know that they have to be able to like back up their evidence. And if you don't have enough of it, like you're kind of fucked. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not sure why it took a few days. I am assuming it had to do with like the state differences since the suspect was in the Pocono Mountains in Pennsylvania. But on December 30th, Cole Berger was arrested for the brutal murders of the four Idaho University students. The charges he was arrested for were four counts of first-degree murder and burglary. Burglary. Got it. <laughs> burglary. <laughs> Please, why does that sound so wrong? It does, kind of. The fact that you're not laughing makes it so much worse. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, what the I hell? Was, I was um, trying to figure out, like, when you said father of the DNA, I Is was it- like... Still breaking your brain? Because <laughs> it breaks mine. Yeah. yeah, it was really hard for me to figure out. Like, it's sorry. wild that they can even do that to me. Like, genetics are insane. Like, you can just be like, that's the father. Like, fucking Jerry Springer. <laughs> you are the- oh, man. I don't, I don't know what's happening, but just remember I'm, like, sick, so I'm doing my best here. Yeah, burglary, tough word. <laughs> The Moscow police chief, James Fry, commented on his arrest saying, no arrest will ever bring back these young students. However, we do believe justice will be found through the criminal process. I need to know why he fucking did it. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, we do. That is like the most generic statement I've ever heard. This guy really like did the bare minimum. Although, you know, it's an open case. They really can't say much without like compromising stuff. Yeah, that is true. Good response. This is the one. He typed it into Google. He was like, uh, good How response for when people are murdered. <laughs> Dude, for real. But it does seem like he actually cares, so I shouldn't give him too much shit. I'm sorry. We're a dark true crime podcast comedy. We're trying. That's true like you don't come here because we're nice on january 3rd the piece of shit kohlberger agreed to be extradited to idaho for his court appearance and his lawyer labar was quoted saying my client is eager to be exonerated of these charges and looks forward to resolving these matters as promptly as possible and it just like really bothered me the way it's almost like a business transaction to him your client fucking murdered four young students i hope this case is drawn out as hell so he suffers i don't understand how you can be a lawyer and sleep at night. Dude, especially one named Labar. Like, we get it, you passed the bar, calm down. (laughs) I changed my name just because I passed the bar, I swear to God. On January 4th, he was extradited. And on January 5th, he appeared in Idaho State Court. During this time, the police released details that had never been heard by the public. This information included the fact that the roommate had, like, seen the suspect walking by the door, and that Kohlberger's phone had actually pinged at the girl's house over 12 times prior to these murders, going as far back as August. This shows that these victims were stalked and the murder was planned. At this time, all we know is that Kohlberger does have legal counsel. He is not expected to appear in court until June. As we've seen with so many cases, we know that sentencing takes so much longer than you'd ever fucking expect, even with clear-cut cases such as this one. On January 11th, classes resumed at the University of Idaho for the first time after losing their four classmates. So, I'm assuming that the creepy text they were 
getting our Instagram DMs for him. Yeah, he had messaged them a few times. And like I said, it was just like, hello, over and over again. Like, it wasn't anything weird. That is so fucking creepy. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, hate it so much, dude. I don't know. That's so weird to, like, escalate like that. It is pretty weird. Like, I wouldn't do it personally. Like, I'm just saying. <sighs> Moral of the story. Have, like, private DMs. Have private Instagrams, I guess. I don't fucking know. Or, like, just, like, don't murder people, I think, is the real lesson of the story. Yeah, that's the real lesson of every story we do, though. You're not wrong. Suck a dick if you murder people. Me. Bye. Bye.